Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to have you here listening to this great episode. I have a very special guest, Walter Virgil Jr. Um, Walter is also my cousin, so this makes it an extra special interview for me today. But we really dive in and talk about so many things. Um, We talk about performance and how we could really get caught up in the doing and doing and doing of life and really forget about what we're doing, why we're doing it, and most importantly, who we are doing it for. So we're really going to dive in to all things God and the things that God has called us to and how we can really truly answer the call of God and live our life for him and how rewarding that is. So go ahead and just have a seat, grab your cup of coffee, get comfortable and enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Take care. Hello, and welcome to the Rebuilding Relationships Podcast. My name is Carrie Vasquez, and I'm a relationship coach and strategist. But most importantly, I am a Jesus lover. I'm a wife, a mom to five children, and a grandmom. Each week, I'm going to be here with a guest or a message for you to help you love yourself deeper, fall in love again, and restore your relationships with God and others. Now let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Rebuilding Relationships podcast. I am so excited for this episode because I have someone who's extra special to me, uh, my cousin, Walter Virgil Jr. Walter, I'm so excited to have you here. He is a speaker, a model, a gospel artist. He is so many more things than that, but for just the purpose of uh, keeping it as simple as possible, we're going to leave it at those. Um, but welcome so much to this podcast, and I thank you for being here. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's a blessing to, to be here. Um, it's uh, it's even in, even in like kind of like listening to people. Um, I guess like introduce me to platforms is, is always like this awkward thing, you know, because sometimes it's it's um it's it's challenging to to embrace the fact that um that you've been processed and and when people speak concerning you, they don't have a reference point for some of your biggest failures that you have framed yourself in for so long. Mm. Um and, and so it's like it, it's so it's like when you hear people um, speak well of you, it's hard for you to receive it to be truth because sometimes you're still having challenges with stepping outside of the last spring failure that you've experienced. Mm. Um, I know this is probably going another direction, but no, I that's all right. That the the, uh, the objective of this platform and the people that you're dealing with are going to profit more from truth. And, and a lot of times they'll they'll see individuals being highlighted, being featured, being celebrated, but a lot of times won't really get an accurate depiction of what they're challenged with internally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and but but I think that in some unique way God keeps those things intact so 
when we step up into platforms mm-hmm. and arenas, mm-hmm. there's a portion of us that's well aware mm-hmm. of the grace and the mercy of God yes. that allowed it to be so. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes. so yeah, I, I, I feel that to say that I'm ha- I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I love it. I love it, and it's it's so true. Um, and I think that if we allow ourselves, because I think we have to like allow ourselves to have this level of humility, right? And to be humble, uh, because you can be, you know, real cocky. You and and I'm gonna tell you, I, I'm so proud of you uh, from for all that you've accomplished and where you are today. And I, I say it does. I say a, it takes a level of us, a lot of us, allowing us to be humble because you could be cocky. Like you are a handsome fella. <laughs> you have a lot. You you're welcome. You have a lot going for you. So um, and and anyone, right? We could be full of ourselves and kind of ignore our mistakes, our our wrongs. Uh, so it definitely takes a level of humility to be able to, um, if we allow it. I think God can use us in such a powerful way. And, and we're not living in condemnation, right? But we're living in this space that says, I'm not better than anyone. I've made mistakes. I've messed up. And like you said, I'm only here by the grace of God. And I think that humility keeps us going. Yeah. And, and I, I think for certain people, like, because it was a challenge for me for some time, you have to keep that in perspective because sometimes people can throw that humility card out there in like, present themselves overly lowly mm. that 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 their attempt to be perceived as humble becomes mm. false humility mm. yes 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 you know um and it's, it's so it's just it's just you know just just be honest about where you at be honest before god just acknowledging the fact that no it, it's 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 him that has allowed us to be what we are mm-hmm. and outside of his wind, we will pass out and die, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. And just keep that in perspective. And like, I'm just happy. I'm just grateful. Yes. Um, and, and, and the spirit of gratitude keeps everything where it's supposed to be. And so that's the key. Like if, if you're grateful, you are in a humble posture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I like just, that. Be yeah. just be grateful. Just yeah. be grateful. We don't got to get deep. Just be grateful. But you are deep, Walter. See, this is which, hey, one of the reasons why I, you know, I I called you, text you, bothered you um, a few months ago. Like, I want you on the podcast because you're deep. You know, I think I think your um, ability to kind of and and let's back up a little bit. I'm going to back up a little. All right. Let's back up. Let's back up. So I took care of you. I, I sacrificed yes. summers, right? To yes. babysit you. Yes. Whole, whole summers. Away from my away from my away from my mother. Yeah. yeah. But I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. You guys you guys kept me going. And especially you, you know, um I don't want I don't I try not to categorize, right? But boys and girls are different. Um yeah. and you know, um you and your sister Nachelli, um my girl you know, you were a busybody. You had a whole lot of, you were a ball of energy. <laughs> yeah. um, but I loved it. I literally looked forward to it in the summertime, uh, just taking care of you guys. So we go way back. And yeah. yeah. So you transitioned from this little boy that I knew into, yeah. you know, this, this teenager that was still full of energy <laughs> yep. um and at some point 
your you know your love for God really started to grow. You went off to college, and you were playing football. I mean, you've you've just been the man, right? And um, I was sharing with you how there's this period of time that you went from like Walter, like football player, fraternity brother, like just the guy, and you still are, but you've transitioned into this place of godliness, of being, walking in your calling and your purpose, right? Talk to us about how, what happens, because, you know, a lot of times these things happened with like a downfall, and then yeah. we're trying to figure out how to kind of get ourselves out from the the crazy chaos rubble of of just our lives falling apart i said a lot i said a lot yeah, yeah, so, no, no. yeah. You, you 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 said a lot okay so 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 the journey um the journey for me i, I was i was blessed um i was blessed to get a uh, a full scholarship i um, initially i had a partial scholarship because i was playing around in school and <laughs> and the thing is in thought that because you were a great football player the colleges would make exceptions and get you in the back door because i was watching a lot of these movies that was out here that I was lying to <laughs> right the ncaa clearinghouse is the very real thing uh, <laughs> and, and so i was a partial qualifier and so that meant that i was only eligible to practice um, i couldn't play and there was no money and if I wanted an opportunity to get a full scholarship, I would have to sacrifice one of these years and go through this so that I can prove myself and get a scholarship. I did that at Virginia Union University and I did it with all that I had athletically, but I was underdeveloped and unprepared for the classroom. Mm -hmm. um, but before my lack of academic prowess was exposed. I got in a high-speed chase with the Virginia State Troopers. It mm. got away from them. Mm. But they caught up with me like two weeks later. That's a whole story. That's a whole episode. That's a whole nother talk. Long story short, I ended back in New Jersey feeling like a failure, working at Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital, get people from their rooms and taking them back to their procedures and so on and so forth. And a big part of my responsibility was taking dead people to the morgue. Mm, mm, um, mm. I, I need to back up a little bit. I was, I was one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the state of uh, New Jersey. Um, and I was celebrated upon my graduation ahead. And I had a big old, everybody was happy to see me go off to college and yada, yada, yada. And, and to go from that to now, I'm pushing bodies with a hairnet on. Mm. In downtown, my hometown, and constantly being um, asked, what do you do? I thought you were supposed to be over in college. And having to explain to them that I failed. Mm. And working with the dead bodies, I was constantly being confronted with people that I was serving. One week and the next week, I was zipping their body up in a see-through plastic bag pulling them onto a stretcher with a special lid on it, taking them inside them into the morgue and constantly being, having to ask myself the question, you know, um, what's going to be said in my life when I die? Hmm. That, that was the number one thing that dominated my mind. You know, somebody told me, they're like, hey, you look at somebody's tombstone, there's like a, there's like two dates and there's like a dash in the middle, you know. Mm -hmm. they, they were born, they, they die in a dash, it's symbolic of the life that they live, like, what is your dash going to say? 
And it was in that moment, I was like, if I get another opportunity to be able to do this thing, like I'm gonna blow it up. And I started preparing in that moment. I started training again, started running. Cause in my mind, I'm gonna get another opportunity. Not knowing where in the world's gonna come from, but had enough sense to know that when the call came, I needed to be ready, not just in my mind, not just in my spirit, but in my body. And so I rededicated my life to the Lord. At that time, my dad was released from prison. We started reconciling our relationship, which was broken. That's a whole nother episode Mm -hmm. about what that was about. Mm -hmm. Um, But the Lord delivered my dad from almost like a a 12-year heroin addiction. Mm -hmm. And we were able to begin to reconcile. And so that was a part of my life that was hurting, Mm -hmm. that, that was receiving healing, finally being able to get that affirmation from my dad that I was really longing for Mm -hmm. and just things were becoming really healthy for me Mm -hmm. and got an opportunity the coaching staff from um, Virginia Union that I was um, um, playing for they moved to another school and they were like listen we're here we remember what you did for us and we want to give you an opportunity to come out here and be our starting quarterback Mm. broke down tears God is faithful (laughs) right so, so now I'm, I'm on this new campus. It's in the middle of nowhere, and I love it. I love the fact there's no craziness out there, and I'm able to really lock in. And I take my academics seriously. I become a National Scholastic Award winner through the United Negro College Fund. They feature me on their um, um, Evening of the Stars. Mm-hmm. It was a tribute to Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. Like, And they highlighted my profile and had it on the screen. It was a really big deal, and I was great success while at the same time I was pledging a fraternity and everything was going well and then I experienced something really unique throughout that whole time I was giving God the glory you know mm. people like oh my goodness there's great things happening I'm like man God is just so good to me and just how you set the whole thing up and blah, blah, blah. but then once everything started going down I started getting phone calls from magazines I started getting people that wanted to do interviews and da, 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 da. and then it turned from to God be the glory Mm. to my work ethic. Mm. Mm-hmm. Your <laughs> your ability to perform, your ability to look good. Yeah. Yeah, it, it paints, you know what? You know, just working really hard and committed and just all that stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff mm-hmm. that I was supposed to be doing that the grace of God set me up to do mm-hmm. and I promised God that I would do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I forgot to add the part about God making the way and giving me the opportunity to do what I promised them I would do. Mm-hmm. And I started taking the glory and I started coming into a dark space mm-hmm. um, to where I was really, um, you know, using drugs and being really promiscuous and, mm-hmm. and really living out all of the negative stereotypes of, of my organization, feeling that I was justified in being this crazy savage of a person. And um, I just got lost. I got Mm -hmm. lost. I fell into a dark space um, playing some of the best football of my life. And then I tore my knee. Mm. Not even playing football. Mm. Being (laughs) a dumb nut, you know, (laughs) slamming my teammates outside of our dormitory. Mm. And in the midst of me slamming the dude the second time, Uh. my knee just, he landed on my knee. And And in that moment, my, my future as an athlete all of that, all of that went out the window mm-hmm. and I completely tore everything, had to get reconstructive surgery and I'm in uh, 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 I'm, I'm in the recovery room with my leg up and a morphine drip in my hip and I can't feel my foot. Mm. 
And then the whole thing became now, who, who am I going to be now? Mm. You're, you felt like your identity was stripped from you. You know, um, because I I wasn't challenged to dig to dig deep beyond what I could do. Mm, right. You know, I was never challenged to see myself beyond what I had the ability to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 I didn't know, and I fell into a deep depression. Um, started abusing um, my prescribed drugs and mm-hmm. weed and liquor. I really started overindulging in just all the females that were around me and. Mm-hmm. And just fell into a dark place, and I just really started dealing with suicidal thoughts and all that crazy stuff. But it was in that darkness that that the Lord started meeting me when I was by myself, mm-hmm. and and started just pulling on my heart, like pulling on my heart to to to, to find myself in His presence again, you know, mm-hmm. and like and because 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 there was a foundation that was set in me. Um, at an early age, you know, and, and I just felt God pulling on me. And it's like, you know what? I need to go to church. You know, mm-hmm. I, need, I need to be somewhere where there's worship because I know what to do in that right. atmosphere. And I started finding myself um, at, at a local church, um, 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 Tabernacle of Zion. Um, shout out to uh, um, to Bishop Thornhill in, in Lawrenceville, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a consistent place where I went and I was getting fed. And... Um, and, and I had a transfer running back from Liberty University because I was getting ready to make my way back on the field because I finally healed. Mm. My my natural healing was connected to my spiritual healing. Right. And he was like, bro, I need to connect you with my pastor, bro. And he, and I'm like, oh, God, like everybody think they pass the best pass in the world. <laughs> but I did. We had him come to our school and he preached and I was able to hear the voice of my prophet that's mm-hmm. something else i deal with on another on, on another platform but i believe that that the lord establishes um a a, a, a an authorized voice for mm-hmm. every individual on this planet mm-hmm. i believe that god establishes people divinely to echo his sentiments mm-hmm. concerning people on the earth i believe that god will establish a voice for you he'll mm-hmm. allow your path to divinely cross with someone that understands the authority and the responsibility mm. of, of who God has allowed them to mm. be and given the ability to look upon people and to be able to see what God sees mm-hmm. and they feel the burden and the assignment mm. to, to ensure that you walk away with a revelation of who you are and not just a revelation, but but they'll have a burden to walk you through the process mm. of cultivating into what God desires for you to be. Mm. And I came in contact with Bishop S.Y. Younger. And he saw that there was something on me that I was fighting to grab a hold of. Mm-hmm. And he committed himself to my to, to my journey and he discipled me. And so and so I I, I so I'm I'm in this I, I've connected with this man of God, I connected with this ministry, but I'm still in uh, I'm still in Lawrenceville, Virginia at my school and, and and my time being off, I acquired debt with the school and I'm coming into my senior year and I'm trying to see if the school can work something out for me because I own ten thousand dollars and it's not working out. And, and, and I'm not able to register my senior year, but I'm embarrassed, I'm ashamed, and I'm living out of my car because I don't want nobody to know that I'm not in school. Mm-hmm. So I'm still on the campus, I'm still where I'm supposed to be, and but I'm not in school. Right. And right. I'm 
really feeling more humiliated because people are finding out. Mm, mm-hmm. And people are knowing that I'm breaking into my frat house, which don't got no plumbing, no nothing mm-hmm. to sleep in the winter. And I'm sleeping in my car and I'm, you know, sleeping in people's rooms and I'm getting people to sneak food out of the at a cafeteria for me. Mm-hmm. And and it was just bad. And Bishop Younger reached out to me like, listen, come, come, come up here mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. move me into his home. And the members of the church rallied around me and um, and really aided me in the process of, of beginning my process of developing professionally. Uh, but Bishop Younger uh, um, hired me as his personal assistant mm-hmm. uh, to travel um, domestically and abroad, uh, conducting ministry. And, mm-hmm. and that's where my journey began um, as it pertains to digging through my dirt to get to my treasure. Mm-hmm. And that's something I really, I really, really love to deal with. Yeah. Wow. This is an amazing testimony. Um, I have a lot of questions. I'm going to start with this one. So do you believe, and this is kind of going way back, do you believe that in manifestation, do you believe that you manifested the, because you said you were pulling dead bodies through the hospital and then you started to prepare because you just knew that you were going to get back on the field. So you believe that uh, that you manifested that back into your life, that you... That's what you were believing for yourself. How, how do you feel about that? I, I, I believe this. I believe that. Um, I believe that that God has a will for our life, and at times He'll give us glimpses of His will mm. and the courage to speak what we see. And the moment that we speak, we speak what we saw in the will mm. of God. Yeah. There's something in us that connects with his divine will, which is invisible, that allows it to manifest. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I do believe that, that that whatever we speak will manifest yeah. if it's God's will or not. I believe right. that you can speak something long enough yeah. and it happen. There, there's something I deal with in my teaching. It's called the providential faculty um, in the voice of man. Um, something that God gave Adam at the very um, at his very inception when he created him in his likeness and in his image mm-hmm. the likeness of God is is that God is a prophetic creative speaking force mm-hmm. God created everything with his voice mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. but when he created Adam he didn't create him with his voice he put his hands in the dirt and made him didn't speak over him, but blew Blue. his life wind, his ruach into his nostrils, and he became mm. a living soul. Mm. And wow. now he gives Adam the ability to do the same because he says, Adam, I got a job for you. I need you to name every single creature on this planet, and it shall be. Mm. Mm. And God says he calls for all the beasts of the earth, all of the birds of the sky, to, to meet Adam where he is so Adam can do what he created him to do, and that's to speak their identity unto them. Mm. And all of them grabbed it and walked away. And at the end of all of that, God gives him rest, mm. opens him up, extracts something from his vital area, and forges a helpmate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Adam wakes up still in this He's 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 waking up from this comatose state and still in this mode of operating in this providential faculty that he has in his voice and is able to look at this person he's never seen before and declare flesh of my flesh, bone mm-hmm. of my bone, mm-hmm. apprehending that her origins came from him. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That there's a prophetic ability to speak things and they are. Mm-hmm. And, and and the lie of the devil is to get us to believe that because Adam fell, we no longer have that ability. But mm-hmm. in our actuality, that's nowhere written in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And we're creating our reality. Yeah. But I believe that when you agree, I still have to say that I, I agree that when you get a glimpse of God's desire for your life mm-hmm. and you have the boldness to, to allow what you say to match up with God's desire, that it expedites manifestation. Yeah. Yeah. And so and so I believe I got a glimpse of, of God's will for my life and I had the boldness not just to say it, but to prepare according yes. to it. Yes. Yes. And I love that. I absolutely love that. Uh, all throughout the Bible, you know, it talks about the power of the tongue. And yes. so, you know, and um so I, I, I love that. That's so true. And then the other point that you made that I, I don't can't even say that I've heard it said this way, but um but very powerful is that God is assigned a voice. He's assigned someone. That's powerful to me. I, like I said, I've never heard that, but it's so powerful to me because it's kind of like not everyone is for you, right? And you can have one pastor, bishop, mentor, coach, therapist, whatever, say two different people say the same exact thing and you would receive it in two completely different ways, right? Um, And that is so, it speaks to me also because there are, um, I think I've spent, especially recently in my spiritual walk, I've spent a lot of time asking God who and where, right? Because, yeah, because I've been, you know, just in my journey, just kind of sitting back going, God, there's so much more but I haven't found it yet. I haven't found through who I haven't found where I like. So, and I've been um, with many, you know, great pastors, but, and, and, and leaders or, you know, people that have spoken into my life, but there's that, um, like that God hole, you know, you might hear about, you know, like there's just this gap that I'm like, Okay, Lord, I believe that I have these gifts. I believe that I have this calling, but where is some guidance in it? Where is that person? Where is the place? So just you sharing that really spoke volumes because um, I feel like it's confirmed that feeling within me that I'm like, God, there's something missing. And, And I believe that God will reveal that in its own unique way, but 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 I believe that that our destiny and our legacy is connected. Um, it, it is connected to a place. Mm-hmm. I believe it is connected to a person. Mm-hmm. Because think about it, we believe that God is that God's intentions happens to be in forging us to be that person or someone else. Mm-hmm. We we really we're really believing that, yes. right? So so if we're believing that. According to that principle, we have to also believe that there's a person yes. that God wants to manifest in our journey. I, I I I believe that that in this life, Paul says that we have many teachers, mm-hmm. but very few fathers. Mm-hmm. And, and and the and the real issue is that we um, Bishop was talking about it last night. Bishop Younger, special shout out. But he was talking about how we in this generation were, were, were wilderness babies. Mm. Um, a, a lot of us 
we we have been born into into these cycles. We have heard the tales about the miracles of seasons past. We've heard about the the potential of a promise being ahead of us, but we haven't experienced much and we're left to figure out what stepping into promise looks like mm-hmm. because our predecessors have not or will not be able to experience it for themselves. Mm. So we're the generation that's having to figure out a whole lot. But we feel the burden of future generations depending on us in figuring these things out. Mm. And so we're burdened down with blazing these trails. Yeah, And it's like, God, I, I need you to manifest someone or something that can aid me in the process of figuring this mm. out and and just again more more um powerful words because so someone who's listening to this right who isn't a believer or who um maybe who doesn't have a deep walk with the lord or hasn't had a a long walk with God might be completely lost, right? Like, wait, what are you talking about? Wilderness, babies, da, da, da. but I'm listening to you and I, and I'm not saying it because, oh, I have this amazing walk. I mean, although I, I want to believe I do, but I believe I also have so much more growth and so much more to do. Yeah. But I'm listening to you and I get it. Because, um, you know, I have amazing parents. You know, my dad was a pastor for years. But I believe that my parents possibly had a calling that they didn't walk in fully. Right? And, like, I kind of, what I'm getting from what you're saying, correct me if I'm wrong, is, you know, generations past, I and I feel, um, and, and, you know, generations past maybe didn't take on this carry this torch not that they didn't carry the torch well but they didn't carry the torch in the way that i'm looking like i have to carry this torch like so that like you said my future my children aren't sitting back here going god there's something missing and how do i figure this out for the next generation my daughter just came to me this morning so she she so this daughter of mine from the time she was little and I told her she was three, four years old and she would pray these powerful prayers and she was very like always internalizing everything. Like you would look at her, there was something in her eyes and it was always very internal. And for years, she didn't really talk a lot. Like her and I, our relationship was kind of weird. But anyway, now we're getting close, we're, we've gotten so much closer. Now she says to me, Mom, I've been having so many of these weird, like, deja vu moments, right? Like, seeing something and then something happens that's so similar. Um, And I've always said to her, I said, I've always felt you had a very special gift. I don't know if it's prophetic. I don't know what the gift is. But And I encouraged her to pray and to just ask God to reveal to her, to give her revelation, to show her why. You know, why, what, who, where, why is this happening? And this has been, and she has these really in-depth dreams. So now, over the past few days, this has been happening a lot more to her. So I think this is why I feel burdened. Because I'm like, I I want to be able to walk in in my calling to, to do what God has called me to do. So that I can pass that on down to my children. Yeah, and, and, but that's, that's it's, it's, it's biblical. Um, um, Acts 
237, this is Peter giving the opening message of, of the establishment of the Church of Jesus Christ as a result of him fulfilling Joel 2. Uh, for in the last days, I shall pour my spirit on all flesh, say, Lord, you know, sons, daughters, prophesy, old men, young men, visions, dreams, you know, um, um, handmaidens, hand servants. He's walking through the myriad of individuals that are going to be able to gain access to this outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And it's and it's not going to be specifically given to um, um, an age bracket. It's not going to be. Um, a gender-specific thing. It's not going to be a class-specific thing, but available to everybody. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of him preaching this message, everybody's thirsty. Mm. A- everybody wants to know, how in the world can I get in on this? I realized that we did Jesus dirty and we're guilty of it, and we want to get right. And he says, repent and be baptized. Every last one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift mm. of the Holy Ghost. And this promise shall be unto you, your children, and your children's children, and to as many afar off as the Lord so shall call. Mm. And so, and, and so, our responsibility is to be able to embrace and to receive the fullness of this gift of the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And the promises of God are directly linked to us experiencing this indwelling, this filling of this Holy Ghost, this impartation from God that he wants to give to us. And by us naturally receiving this impartation, there's promises that are connected to the impartation that will naturally find its way Mm. to our descendants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and and it's further than just what your own natural inheritance will be able to do for them but there's a spiritual inheritance that will always have a unique way of finding them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our grandmother, Abuela, will always will always pray in the morning. Mm-hmm. And she would pray for everybody. She would pray for everybody in the Lord. And she was a, she was a Holy Ghost-filled woman who, who lived her life for God the best way she knew how. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe that there were certain things that she laid before God mm. that's going to seek out generations yeah. of her children that that will grow beyond the point to where to, to where even those that are beneficiaries of what God did with her probably won't even remember her name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe and, that. And, 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 and some people communicate that most individuals aren't remembered beyond their grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and so like and, and so I say that to you and to the rest of your viewers and everybody else is tuning in. Like I I, I know we want to strategically lay out like this in, in inheritance for for our children and future generations. But the number one way that you can lay out this inheritance for for your future descendants is to receive the fullness of what the Spirit of God wants to invest in you. Because there's a promise that He made Abraham that's going to unlock itself. To whomever is open to receive mm. the fullness of his God deposit mm. in your individual life. Yes. And in your ability to grab a hold of the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about just the spirit.
spirit to lead you to make good decisions. Mm. I'm talking about the spirit of God to be able to fill you the way he filled the disciples, to fill you the way he filled the apostles, to fill you Mm. the way he did it in the early church. And you know what? It might pull you into places that aren't familiar to you. You might find yourself speaking in tongues. You might find yourself believing God to lay hands and seeing people healed. But Mm. but, but you have to be open to all of that and you can't put a bubble or a Mm. box on what that's supposed to look like. And the moment that you're willing to liberate yourself into the reality of what God filling you with the Holy Ghost looks like, there's a promise that's naturally released Mm. unto you and the descendants that you'll never get a chance to see, that you'll never get a chance to meet, but it's locked. Mm. I believe that. That is so awesome. What do you say about churches that do put it in a box? Because I believe that this is something, at least, you know, from my past, is that um, many times it's it's rare and maybe it goes back to there is a voice, there is a person for you, but it's rare that you walk into a church and that you are, um, that someone will look at you and take you under their wing, right, mm-hmm. as Bishop Younger has done for you, um, and many churches are living inside of a box, inside of this bubble of Christianity that they call Christianity, but that says, no, you you know, don't speak in tongues. No, don't walk in your gifts. Or they'll preach that you should walk in the calling of your gifts, but not here, right? Don't, don't, Don't speak in tongues. Don't call yourself a prophet or don't prophesy unless I approve it, right? How, how how do you handle or what do you what are your thoughts on that? And it, it, it goes back to something you alluded to earlier. God, where's the place hmm. you're sending me to where I can grow? Right. Okay. And but but I need to shed light on this. Um there's a big misconception of what the church is supposed to be. Hmm. Um when we think about operating in our spiritual gifts, a lot of times we in American Christian culture see ourselves operating in those gifts in the church. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that the church is a place where gifts should be activated, but the majority of your operation in that gift are not, it's not designed to be in that church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that God has assigned specified people to function and operate within local Um, church parishes, Mm -hmm. but that the people are more so supposed to be activated and cultivated in their gift in the house Mm -hmm. for the administration of that gift in the unique places that those individuals are assigned to. Mm. That you're supposed to be activated in the prophetic. You're supposed to be activated in evangelism. You're supposed to be activated in teaching. You're supposed to be activated in the five-fold ministry so that you can be able to utilize those 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 skill sets within the pulpit that God is establishing for you. Mm. No, you're supposed to be the apostle of the department of the hospital you work in. Right. You're supposed right. to be the bishop over oh, 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 over the Panera study group that you have. You're you're supposed to be the evangelist of your you know um, on Thursday night um, on criminal justice study group. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the box is the one that we as individuals create and we've made that around the church. So now we put unrealistic expectations on these institutions that are designed to educate and empower us 
to live a real life. Mm. And so I think the moment that we can begin to see the church as a place where I go for education, a place I go for empowerment, a place that I go for activation and instruction for me to be able to be the, 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 the priest, the prophet, the evangelist for the place that God has put me in. If that's the family dollar that I work <laughs> Right, right, yeah. So, and, and I believe that, that once we begin to do that, there'll be a lack of disappointment that we're experiencing when we come into these places that don't utilize us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, but, but, but and, okay, and, and okay, so that, that's, that's that one thing. Now, now that being in a place where you could be apprehended and, and find your voice, I, I think I think that that there's some individuals like Peter that get apprehended by their voice, hmm. and there's other individuals that find themselves in a place and hear the voice and press towards the voice. Hmm. 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 And I believe that that there's no set way that we come in contact with mm-hmm. the individuals or the individual that God is establishing to be our intercessor. Because mm-hmm. that's all they're supposed to be is the intercessor right. to help you sharpen your frequency with God, mm-hmm. not so that they become your source on right. the earth, right. but right. that they can operate as an antenna mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to help you get a certain reception so that you can hear what God is saying for yourself. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. initially, it might have to start off as you hearing God through them. Right. But right. if they're healthy, they're not trying to create dependency between right. you and them. Yes. But dependency between you and God mm-hmm. and their relationship with you is to help you now look up instead mm-hmm. of to look on them. Yes, yes, yes. That's good. That's, and, and, yeah. and, 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 so, and so there's going to be certain situations where God will send someone to you. And you haven't have to have enough sense to recognize that this is a person that God has sent it to you, and you need to shut up and submit and listen and be coached. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's going to be other times where where, where God is going to lead you to a place mm-hmm. where there's peace in your spirit, and when you're open, mm-hmm. and there might it might be a situation where God might not give you someone directly to cultivate you directly, but the consistency of you serving in this place will give you everything that you're going to need mm-hmm. to experience your metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. Yeah. You, you yeah. might receive it from a distance, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and there's a certain level of maturity that it's going to require, but that just might be your challenge of faith in God. Yes, yes, yes. And so many times when we're not mature enough, we find ourselves in a cycle and the same thing keeps happening over and over and over and over. And we're trying to figure out like, here I am again, why is this happening? And it's kind of like, God's like, well, you didn't catch it the last time and the time before that and the time before that. But when you get to this level of maturity where you're like, oh, got it, you know, and you receive it, you know, then it's like, okay, now let's let's grow on and, and move on to the next level in the next place. And I love what you're saying about not looking onto these people as, your source but that that antenna that that connection between you and god you know because i I know i suffered from this for many years of looking on people as if they were my god and therefore there were a lot of unmet expectations and a lot of disappointment and you know till like i got to a place where i'm like well i don't want anything to do with the church because the church just fails me left and right And it had nothing to do with the church and everything to do with 
my looking on to people as God. And God was like, I'm over here, you know? And it took this time, almost like a time away of really developing, like, you know, my last episode was on separation. It was a time of separation from the church for me to be able to rebuild my relationship with God directly and look and realize that these people, the church, like all of these things around me were not God and that my relationship had to be like, you know, directly with him and that all of these people around were like added bonuses. If that, if that, you know. And, and that that's a certain level of maturity. Cause I'm be honest, most people get lost. Mm-hmm. The devil comes for individuals in that space. Yes. And, and 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 he says stuff like, "You see, you see, because because look, look look what happened when you tried. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you you tried, you tried to be committed. Mm-hmm. You came to everything they told you to came. I mean, you sold your money, you yes. gave all your money, you gave all your time. But look at your family. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing changed. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Mm-hmm. Ain't change. They're actually worse than what you were before <laughs> yes. you tried. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and tries to break down God's design for the church right. within the life of the believer. And now you can become a person that the, that the enemy can use to create a certain level of division between people mm-hmm. and the church. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But um but but yeah. I'm 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 so happy for you that you processed through that yeah. because because cuz the church the organism the community of believers is so God's idea. Mm-hmm. Bible tells us that he's not coming back for people, he's coming back for his Church. Church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so regardless of what our experiences have been, mm-hmm. God's idea is always going to be for the uniformity of his believers in the earth that choose to assemble mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and commune together mm-hmm. in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Regardless of the deficiency. When people are involved, there's going to be some stuff connected to it. Absolutely. But God is committed to it. Yes. Yes. And and it's so amazing how God, in his infinite power, stays connected. Right? Because you know how many times we want to be like, listen... I'll talk to you later because you a whole hot mess express and I just need to keep it moving. And God just continues to pursue, continues to be there, be, just doesn't leave us ever, ever. Even when I remember in that moment of I'm like, God, if this is what it's all about, I'd rather turn to what I turn to. It's not like anybody appreciates it. Your own kids don't appreciate it. And I mean, I could go down a whole list of, you know, you try to be a good this. And when you start to, I, you know, I remember getting to this place where I was like, hold on. I refuse to sell my soul to the devil because at the end of the day, this is what I'm doing. 
And this has nothing to do with my husband, with my children, with my church, and everything to do with me. I am constantly amazed by God's grace and how he continues to to still love me in spite of me, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the thing is, and that's what Paul talks about when he talks about um, releasing grace. He's like, hold on, time out. We have to consider ourselves in, in this great grace that we're recipients of. Yeah. Yeah. And when you consider yourself, that ought to be all the motivation you need yes. as it pertains to the level of grace you need to be releasing. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I know. Sometimes my kids will go, Mom, how are you so patient, you know, with my son? How are you so patient with him? Or why do you keep forgiving him for all this, you know, stuff? And I'm like, because I have to. <laughs> you know, there's consequences, there's, but but I have to. I can't walk around here each and every day like, oh, remember what happened last week? <laughs> you know, God has called me to love him the way he loves me and the way he loves him. I just said this to my husband the other day. I said, what if we began to parent our children and love them and care for them as if literally God just, which he did in a sense, right? But if we can visually, right, see God coming down to earth and saying, I'm going to give you this child and I need you to take care of this child until I return. Until your last day, until their last day. And I need you to not give up on them. I will never give up on you. I need you to do the same thing with this child. No matter what, you have to protect this child. You have to take care of this child until I come back for them. I was like, if we kind of had that, do you think we would be different parents? And he was like, yeah, definitely. You know, so that's kind of been our thing where we're like, how about we start to parent that way? You know, because it, I honestly, it is what it is. That's that's really what God has done. He's given us these kids, you know, to to parent. Um, so let's t let's make a, a turn into that before we kind of, you know, wrap things up. So, Walter, when are you getting married? What's going on? Okay, y'all. So we are going to pause here. Thank you so much for listening. You will have to come back next week to hear more about the direction that Walter is going in, how he continues to answer the call and walk in the calling uh, that God has for him so that he can continue to glorify God. I also want to share to connect with Walter, head on over to www.waltervirgiljr.com. That's W A L T E R V I R G I L Jr.com. You can also find that in the show notes. Join his VIP list so you can get information on when his new podcast will be dropping, which is going to be in about a month. But be sure that you connect with him because on December 1st, he will be starting uh, to work with a community of men who um, will be going through John Piper's book, Good News of Great Joy. He's going to be going through that book. Um, and then in January, he's going to be going through uh, Bishop S.Y. Younger's book, Keep Going. Um, so you will want to connect with him and be sure that you are part of his community 
um, on Instagram. You can also connect with him at Walter Virgil Jr. So make sure you go to the show notes, find all this information and head back over next week so that you can hear the rest of this amazing interview. Thank you so much for listening and take care. Thank you for listening to the Rebuilding Relationships podcast. I hope that I have served you on the highest level. And if I have, please be sure to share this episode and give us a great rating on iTunes so that I can continue to serve you and others. For more information about me and my services, head on over to my website, www.passion4visions.com. My heart is always to serve you with much love. Have an amazing week and be sure to head on back next week for another wonderful episode. Take care.